Now, just like rice, the meaning of Christmas has really always been in contention. I mean, if we look back to the beginnings of the colonization of this country, the biggest, one of the biggest divides between those early Puritans and the settlers who came after it was about Christmas. Those Puritans were, of course, against it. They were against the celebration because it was what they thought a Catholic practice, a cat conveniently located around that time of the winter solstice back in the fourth century. And they didn't want to be a part of any of that Catholic stuff. But they also didn't want to be a part of it because back in England, how most people celebrated Christmas was, well, they got a little bit drunk and they wandered the town and they went to the rich people's houses and they demanded that those rich people feed them and give them more alcohol. And as you can imagine, our Puritan forebears didn't exactly like that vision either. So Christmas, two strikes, you're out. Oh, and of course the third thing, nothing in the Bible mentioned celebrating Christmas. They were against it. But as it happens, when we try to ban something, it doesn't always go according to plan. And it was actually early Unitarians and Universalists that started to break open this embargo fully on the celebration of Christmas. In 1818, the Reverend Aaron Bancroft, the openly Unitarian minister of the Congregational Church in Worcester, Massachusetts, was advocating for Christmas as a celebration in good keeping with the good values of New England Protestants. He said in that sermon, Jesus was born into our world, whether we celebrate his appearance on the precise day of his birth or on some other. To a religious purpose, it is not important which. Plainly spoken, Jesus was born, let's celebrate it, no matter when it actually happened. But it was the Universalists who actually take the prize for the first Christmas celebration in a church that wasn't a Catholic or an Episcopal Mass in 1789 when they invited people into their Boston meeting house to celebrate together. Now, as I said, banning Christmas or banning anything usually doesn't work. And so those Protestants, as the cracks in the wall of Christmas started to break open, they thought, all right, we better get in front of this. And so they thought they could maybe bring Christmas into the church more fully. Those churches that were once against it started to embrace it and thought they could put more religious meaning about it, still fearing those drunken folks going house to house, demanding the rich give a little bit more. And so they tried to have Christmas celebrations at church, which I'll tell you didn't work very well. It was given up only after a few years, but something did transform because by the early 19th century, Christmas had moved. It had moved inside the house. As UU historian Susan Ritchie said, Christmas had become the high holidays of the new secular religion of domesticity. 
the rising prosperity of the middle class, the corresponding new interest in the nurture of children, because that was actually a new thing. We weren't really, we didn't really care about nurturing children before them. We actually thought they were just tiny little adults. Plus the transformation into the pre-industrial family business into the separate spheres of industry and home had created all of the necessary elements to bring a celebration of Christmas in which families gather and gift each other presents made in factories because those were the first Christmas gifts actually given. But at that time, just like any traditions, there was fear. There was fear that if families gathered and gave each other presents, wouldn't this start to spoil children? And so those 19th century folks put their heads together and thought, hmm, Maybe if the presents appear magically under some sort of tree gifted by some sort of creature or magical being that is not us as parents, then maybe, just maybe, our children won't demand this sort of attention all throughout the year. And so the celebrations of the Christ child, Kris Kringle and Santa Claus became mainstream. Now, I tell you all of this history not only because I find it fascinating, but because it's important to remember this year that Christmas has never just been one thing. That the traditions and the celebrations of this holiday have been evolving and changing for centuries. Moved back from religious to secular and secular to religious over and over again as it's been transformed through the centuries, impacted by what is going on in the larger culture, industrialization, the changing role of women and men in the workplace, and this year, of course, the pandemic. It's important to remember, I think, that at the first Christmas, there were no traditions. They were making it up as they went along. And all of the celebrations that we take for granted, and we almost seem to forget haven't always been the case, took centuries to transform and evolve, which I think gives us permission. It gives us permission to throw out the rule book and remember that we can have authentic Christmas, an authentic holiday in a new way, because that's what we've been doing for centuries. We just lower those expectations and that help us keep an open mind. We might find that there is no one right way. And that if we're maybe feeling guilty about not seeing our families this year, we can remind ourselves of the why, that Christmas has always been impacted by the events of what has gone on. In fact, in 1918, when the Spanish flu was moving its way across this country, it started to recede a little bit before Christmas and some cities and municipalities relaxed their restrictions. And in the new year, a new wave hit. Maybe it's useful to remind ourselves that in that Christmas story, Mary didn't see her family either for some time. And so we can find ways in this new emerging Christmas 
to reach out to one another, to remember that we can do this in new and different ways because we have been doing that for centuries. So much of the time, what we thought would be one thing turns out to be actually a completely different thing. And with an open heart, with some creativity and just a little bit of magic, much of the time it turns out it's not as bad as we thought. Amen and blessed be.